I'm Phil Liggett and this is The Wheelhouse. Wow, okay, that's new. That's new for 23, uh, the voice of cycling <laughs> ringing in the Wheelhouse podcast. Thanks, Phil. We've been busy while well, you've been on a beach in, I think, I thought it was Thailand. Where, uh, yeah. where was it? I couldn't quite see Thailand from where I was in Malaysia, <laughs> but um, I'm sure things were good there as well. I had a lovely time. It's great to be back, though. I bought a bit of a tan. Let's talk about where we are on the Wheelhouse podcast. My name's Joel Sprebro, joined, as always, by the wonderful Catherine Bates, who has helped me lug... All the gear, oh, right down the on, actual corkscrew. We're getting we're getting bombed here by the one and only Joanne Kizanowski. Um, Joe, early guest. Hello, Joanne. Come on in. How you, you made it? How you going? Can you speak? Have you got breath? I'm less than a k to go, so we're good. Less than a k to go. Yeah, I was debating if I wanted to do it, but you've done okay. the hard bit. Yes. Yeah, so You're glad you did it. No, no regrets. No, great. Yeah, it's a great day out. That's awesome. <laughs> Beautiful hills and scenery and the gorge and yeah, just gorgeous out there. I'd say it. it's not steep from here, but I would be lying. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you that there's not too far to go. Yeah. Because <laughs> we are right near the top of the corkscrew and a really, really special. It is. It is. Joanne said it. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, see you later. See you, Joanne. There you go. Our first guest. Uh, so, <laughs> um, very appropriately, right near the top of the corkscrew, one of the more iconic locations you could hope for. I it just is. want to give a quick shout out to some of the, the people that are around here as well. We've got Lisa. Lisa's over here. Just a quick pan, if you don't mind, Merksy. Lisa has been ringing the bell at this point in the corkscrew for more than a decade. She comes up here every time there's a tour. She's back, obviously, after a few years. When she's not here, she's at Parliament House in South Australia working for an MP. So this is a little bit of a change of pace. Shout out to Lisa and everyone else that's gathering here. Uh, how far away are the riders? Probably. Whew. Oh, look, they're about an hour and a half away, I reckon. Okay. Uh, but we're on the last hairpin of the corkscrew. We've got a few people coming by, a few familiar Friends faces. of the wheelhouse, left, right and centre uh, here. I think we need to talk about the reason we're here. Maybe. Joel, specifically, which is the sign you've got in your hand. Uh, now, back in December, we had the vines drop into the bunker, the wheelhouse bunker, and we promised them, Merksy and I promised them, we would make them a sign and we'd be up here on the corkscrew because Jay specifically said today was the day. It was Jay's day. And Joel, a promise is a promise. It sure is. And you were up late doing this, art and crafts yes, galore. Yes, art and crafts galore. So we've got our sign, Get Wreck Jay, and uh, <laughs> it's been uh, verified by Team Vine, I might add. I think Bree got, um, in, got in touch. Yeah, she's happy with yep. it. Um, so we've got the uh, official seal of approval um, <laughs> from them. So... The, the climb is about 3.3k. It gets up to 18.9%, averages at 7.1%. Wow. Uh, Merksy and I rode up here the other day. Merksy got up in one go. I had a few stops, Joel, just to take photos, of course. Yeah, um, oh, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, you, yeah. you wouldn't stop for any other reason than a bit of <laughs> no, social posting. Uh, it is tough, and we yeah. are only about 5k from the finish. So they head to the top in about 600, um, 800 metres up the road. They go over the top and straight down into the finish. And so this is literally where it'll make or break the race. Uh, we might see Jay Vine shoot by on his own. Once he sees us. the sign, there will be no stopping Vine. I know. Oh, Let me I tell hope you he that. doesn't like, get distracted and want to stop and say hi. Well, if, if he does, it's another episode in the can, to be <laughs> honest. But no, Kate, let's, yeah. let's talk about this climb because it's punishing to say the least. We walked downhill and I lost my breath. So tell me about the characteristics of the corkscrew. Why is it special? Uh, look, I think it's... Uh, got a bit of mythology almost in Australian cycling. We don't, at the Tour Down Under, have the same length climbs as they do in the tours in Europe, in the Grand Tours. Yep. Uh, but the corkscrew 
because it is so short, sharp and punchy, but especially early in the season when a lot of the Europeans have just come off um, kind of ski training, a bit colder over there, it's a bit of a shock to the system. Mm. In previous years, it's also been, you know, edging toward 40 degrees when they've been racing up here. Thankfully, the conditions are a little bit more temperate today. I can't say the same for the women. When they raced up here uh, on Tuesday, it was 38 degrees. Yeah. That's the day that Mercy and I fatefully rode up here as well. Uh, and it's just a tough, tough day. But it made the women's race. Yep. You know, it was the moment that GC was decided. In fact, on this very hairpin uh, was where Amanda Spratt launched an absolutely scathing attack. Nearly took the whole tour down under. Yep. Didn't quite. She was hunted down by Grace Brown. Incredible scene. But, uh, uh, yeah, the... this is... It is just... We expect a lot of people to make their march up here today. But we've got a lot of people riding past... And that is because the Challenge Tour has been on today. Yep. And uh, so this is part of the Challenge Tour. So a lot of the riders will go to the top, make sure they've done the Challenge, and then roll back down and find a place to watch the race. And can I just say, for my first time in this part of the world, in this very spot, on this very corkscrew, on this very Challenge Tour day, well worth getting out and having a go. The scenery here is absolutely unbelievable. Obviously, keep the camera on Kate and I for now, Merksy, but if you did have the chance to look behind you, the sprawling hillsides up here, it is a beautiful part of the world. It um, is. We haven't seen a koala yet, no. but I reckon by the end of the day, we may, yeah. and uh, we, you know, we thought we might get a live koala guest on we, the pod Look, today, we've already had two guests and Phil Liggett, so we're on a bit chatty, of a roll. Yeah. Look, I, I, I want to ask you about the weather, so you said it's punishing, it's been punishing for the riders, 38 degrees, we've had wind, we've had some rain, we've had a bit of everything. You've been out riding every other day as well, so can I just get your perspective at going out for a leisure cycle, and it's got to be tough, how is that for elite riders trying to get up these sort of... Uh, yeah, oof. I mean, I, I think my first thing is anybody who's considering coming to the Tour Down Under, pack your bike and come on down, because aside from being able to come out and watch all of the action in the racing, which is all very close to Adelaide, easy to travel to and access. Yeah. There are the most beautiful rides down along the coast, along the beach. Uh, we've got the police going by. Shout out to the boys by. in blue. Boys uh, and w girls in blue, I should yes, say. Yes, they're, they're giving us a bit of a shout out with their sirens. Um, but Merxie and I have been exploring the coastlines and it actually gives you a bit of insight then when you're watching the race because yesterday we went for a coast ride and the race then traversed uh, south along the coast and we knew, we'd been riding into the headwinds and we knew that the riders would be having a really tough day. And so then we, when we sat down to watch it, oh, we've got James Tobin oh, wow. dropping in. Another special guest, just like that. It's James Tobin. G'day, James. I'll jump in your shot. Sorry. Did you walk um, up from the bottom? We walked down from the top. That's, that's more like it. That's what I like to see. <laughs> um, so, JT, you've been... Uh, following the tour a week. We're just about to chat about the women's tour. Um, so to kick it off, what was your highlight from the women's race? Um, I love that there was a different Oka jersey every day. I love that it was, uh, it just, it was exciting non-stop. Uh, I love it. It was actually hot. Like, Tour Down Under is all about being yep. blistering hot. And it hasn't really been that for the men's, but it was that for the women's. And then it was cold. Um, it was exciting. Mm. I mean, the fact that it was a World Tour event for the first time ever just elevated it the crowds were huge we were here at corkscrew on that day and the crowds were massive way bigger than what they are at the moment we're still only i mean obviously the men aren't quite here yet but i reckon it'll be just as big go the day. women right um oh yeah what a spectacular a... finish though oh yeah. amazing amazing i mean i don't think you could have asked for more for the mm. first world tour event 
And you're a bike rider yourself. Have you ridden up the corkscrew? I haven't got my bike here. <laughs> Didn't you bring your bike, James? Oh, no. Too, too busy, too busy, too busy. <laughs> well, we'll let you go. Thank you that for dropping by. That was my excuse. By. Yeah, yeah. I've, been loving, I've been loving watching and listening to what you've been doing this week. It's been awesome. Where's your sign? Where's your Jai oh, sign? Oh, here it is. Here, here. here awesome. you go. Get wrecked. Yeah, Get wrecked, James. What do you reckon, James? How do you pronounce his surname again? Spreadborough. I'm Joel. <laughs> no, not yours. Vine. Oh, Vine. Oh, no, it's Jai Hindley. Hindley, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay, sorry. Jai Jai. Jai Jai, yes. Um, oh, Joel was on <laughs> a, a beach in Thailand when yeah. we were discussing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was on a beach in Malaysia, but Malay, Kate seems I... to think it was Thailand, but that's okay. Yeah. I wasn't here. Sounds Unfortunately, like I wasn't here for the 38 degree day as yeah. well. I was absolutely <laughs> spewing. I hope you're nice and relaxed. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Ready to work, James. <laughs> JT, the man himself. Oh, the there. characters, the characters. They are, uh, yeah, Channel 7 have been broadcasting it all week. Yeah. And uh, James Tobin, JT, has been everywhere out and about. Um, I've seen him running alongside some cyclists, having a chat. He has not chat. stopped. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the, the beauty of it. Interesting what he said about the women's race, that the corkscrew was really the big day for him, not just for the racing, but for the fans, and the fact that the ochre jersey changed every day. Yeah. That kind of, to me, says a great course, a great bike race, really unpredictable. And very hungry riders. Very hungry very, riders. Very, very hungry riders, I think. Yeah, we asked, we went around and we asked everybody's opinion um, on who may win. So that video is on our social media, um, if you want to reverse engineer it. Overwhelmingly... Uh, Joel Squeaky Brakes was Spratty. Everybody said Amanda Spratt. For the I, I watched that. I, I was on a banana lounge with a mojito, and I, I watched that clip. And I was like, "Is anyone not going for Spratty?" And I said, "Spratty blue shoes." You said, "Don't say Spratty blue shoes anymore. They're not blue anymore. They, they will be blue again." But Kate, I, it played out a little bit differently. Let's get your thoughts. I, I, let's 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 if we may, we'll go back mm. to the very top. So obviously a historic occasion. Uh, Daria Pakulik doing a beautiful job up the front from Poland, human-powered mm. health. I believe their first ever Grand Tour win to get things underway in Stage 1. Yeah, their first World Tour win. It's their first year in the World Tour for women, and it was her fa first race with the team. Um, so she's a young Polish talent. Uh, and Joe Kizanowski, who dropped by earlier, talked about how you know incredible it would be to have that, and they achieved that. But, you know, I think the, the big thing to look back on is how well the Aussies went... Uh, how exciting the racing was. Uh, but I've got to say, there were a few surprises, Joel. Yeah? Yeah. The, the one person that I was a little bit surprised with, and maybe not in the way that she would like necessarily, is Ruby Rose McGannon. Okay. One of Australia's biggest talents, absolutely undoubtedly. Uh, she dominated this tour last year when it was an NRS and not an international tour. But what I noticed uh, this year, and it started with the Schwabi Classic, where she was in the break but got fourth, um, and then played out in the other stages... She's climbing better than she ever has. Like, unbelievable yeah. how well she was going uh, on the climbs. But the problem with that is that I feel like it took a bit away from her sprinting. And she ended up fourth overall, but not on a podium yeah. where I think if you went back a year, she would have won at least a stage yeah, okay. and maybe not climbed as well. So it feels to me like she's in the, in the middle ground at the moment. Um, so I'm really interested to see what happens in the next six to 12 months with her, whether she, that really serves her well in the classics, where she's a little bit stronger, lost a little bit of speed, but has picked up that strength, um, or whether it's just where she is in her training program. But that was something that really stood out it to me. It struck you. It struck you. It ya. did, yeah. And okay. look, the other one that really struck me was uh, Rachel Nalen yep. in the top 10. Another friend of the wheelhouse. Yeah, but quietly. she, like, she's 
experienced one of the more mature riders um, in the peloton and the consistency is so impressive for her to be top 10. And then, of course, Alex Manley, who stepped up um, for a World Tour win so That's early who I in wanted the to season. mention because I thought we've 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 highlighted Alex before with the promise and to to deliver like that in in stage two and get that gap. I think eight seconds is a good gap. You might tell me otherwise, but I think she was pretty impressive. But let's 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 yeah. fast forward to that that finale just quickly. Um, so as we said before, Spratty this, Spratty that. We love we love Spratty. <laughs> Didn't pan out that way, Catherine Bates. Uh, Let's take me through that. Take me through the, the from where we were right here on the corkscrew. This is where she looked absolutely invulnerable. Yes. Not how it played out. Well, look, she got to the top uh, by herself, but it's kind of well known that when you get to the top of the corkscrew, there's still 5K uh, left to go. You descend down uh, and then very fast run into Campbelltown. Unless you are absolutely on your A-game descending... It, it's quite easy to claw back time. Yep. And so there's quite a lot of semi-climbers who know that they won't be able to get over the top with the pure climbers, but they will be able to then rally uh, and hunt them down. And so they go in with a mindset that they're not panicking, they know, and that's what Grace Brown went in with. Yep. She didn't think she'd be able to climb over the top with Spratty, but she thought she'd be able to chase her back down, and she did. And it was quite a spectacular finish the two of them, was, Grace Brown madness. Uh, sprinting to the win yeah. for the stage win and the overall. And I think it's a bit of a prelude to what we'll see uh, in the men today. Okay. Well, okay. I take a um, sip of my iced coffee, Have a quick, Joel. so you sure you don't want anything from the esky? No, look, we're okay, good. We're up here well. with camp chairs. Yeah, you've got your feet up, uh, so I can't We're very well settled the in. Esky, the right. crowd is starting to build, yeah. Joel, and uh, <laughs> this has got to go down as one of the iconic episodes of the wheelhouse today. i got to say, Grace Brown, like, it was so impressive, but I, I know that you're in a great deal of pain. You'd know it. It, it, you could see the smile when she knew she was there. There was that, like, I'm in a, a, an immense deal of pain and discomfort, but there's this, <laughs> this smile that both impresses and terrifies me very much. Wow, yes. what a weapon, what an effort. Yeah, indeed. And, and Spratty's so gracious in her defeat as well. So, yep. as always, the women's race, just super impressed. We, early on in the show, we're going to talk about Mark Cavendish. We got a bit distracted because we keep seeing um, some famous faces <laughs> up here. Had a cavalcade of special guests. But can we just rewind? Because this is like a topic that has been plaguing us. Yeah. I think that Mark Cavendish has been mocking the wheelhouse. Yes. He's... That's the only reason he's been doing this, by the way. There's <laughs> yeah, no other personal. reason. Yeah. He signed, finally. Released a photo himself. Yeah. Uh, he's off to Astana. A new video, I, b I believe, is pumped out as well with, with a bit of kit, putting the kit on. It's a yeah. very slow. It's, it's very much reminds me of the Batman reveal in the Batman movies. It's, you, you see the branding and then all of a sudden you pan up and it's Cav. Yeah. I'm still not 100% convinced it's not an AI bot that isn't actually Cav, but oh, I, we'll see. I agree. And if you can hear some cheering in the background, it's not for Mark Cavendish. It's because the police on bikes are coming through. Yeah. Uh, James Tobin is running alongside one of the Challenge Tour riders, <laughs> <He's gonna laughs> both equally out of breath. Uh, the men will come up here a little bit later. Let's talk about the men so far, Joel, yeah, because I feel like there's been a whole lot of action, a lot of excitement, barely oh. any of it about who's crossing the line first too, I might add. No, no. Well, I don't know if we start from a, the, the start, a little bit of carnage, Kate Bates, early yes. on. Uh, we've seen quite a, quite a few withdrawals. No, that's part of the course, I guess, but... It is. Look, I mean, every single year at the Tour de France, the first week is just littered with conversation about this has been the toughest first week, everybody, so many crashes. 
the fact is, the first World Tour race of the year, people are nervous. Mm. And we've also got a lot of debutants. But uh, we did see Robert Hessink from Team Yumba Visma go down. He uh, broke his hip, unfortunately. Yeah, the hip. Nasty yeah, fall. Yeah. He said somebody, he didn't point fingers, but he said somebody knocked me off. It wasn't my fault. So he kind of alluded to that. Yep. Uh, we had James Knox go down with a concussion, get back on his bike, but then get disqualified from the race for drafting on the team car, that's opened up a bit of discussion. Yeah, it sure has. Uh, because with concussion protocols, if riders aren't allowed to get checked out by the doctor before they jump back on the bike for fear of missing time cut or being out of the race, it doesn't really incentivise mm -hmm. teams or athletes to do a concussion check. Yeah. And I Which think, is a whole can of worms. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, I think they really need to nut out the protocol around yeah. that. Um, but there's been a lot of talk online um, about that concussion um, protocol. But yesterday we saw a moment, Joel, that I thought might see a second rider disqualified from the tour. And that's when our ochre jersey wearer, Alberto Betiol, started cramping with about 10k to go. Tough to watch. Like, really tough when the leader... Um, is literally banging his thighs mm. with this frustration, like, come on, legs, Just you can do this. To, yeah. um, it, it wasn't working. But the camera, as it's their job to do, was filming him as the as the leader, and he pitched his water bottle at them. Yeah, these were scenes. And you've got, you, you're in a great position to talk about this. You've been on both sides. Uh, where do you stand on this? Oh. Like, you, the, Look... I, Merksy, our executive producer extraordinaire, made the point mm. that this, it's a broadcastable event for the world to see. Mm. That access is great for the fans and great for those watching on. As an athlete, when you're in, again, the house of pain that it is, where, where, do, you, where do you draw the line here? I think it's a really good question and a highly debatable question because it depends where you sit on a rule is a rule. Yeah. So if the rule is you cannot throw a water bottle at somebody from within the race, then he's out. And that has happened before. And we have, no, okay, <laughs> don't no, throw a no, bottle of Gatorade at me, Joel. Sure. Uh, it has happened before and it has been punished and noted. Yeah. That said, I think there is a big difference between pitching a water bottle out of anger at another rider yep. versus that kind of distress that he was in and felt like it was pretty voyeuristic of the cameras to be there. Okay. I think that the camera deserves an apology, though, because you don't do that. Mm -hmm. That's not okay to hurl a water bottle at him. But I think we can probably sympathise with how he felt in that moment. So if a rule's a rule, he should have been out. Yeah. Um, and if James Knox, James Knox was out for a concussion test, well, you know. There's always going to be drama. I wouldn't There's like to be a commissaire. Be... No. <laughs> No, not at all. I mean, yeah, so, like you say, job's tough. You see it all the time. You see it early. You see crashes. You see yes. altercations. What I want to move on to now on the Wheelhouse Podcast, coming to you from the corkscrew at the Tour Down Under, is altercations between riders. So mm. we, uh, you mentioned, obviously, uh, Hessing, Hessing with, his, with his hip issue, blaming the other riders. After stage two, we saw one of our favourites, the man himself, Bling, a little upset, I'm going to say, just just mildly, mildly upset. The chain drop that that uh, cost him, or he says, cost him his hopes, mm. and he has basically come out and said there is there is no respect in the bunch anymore. What has become in, of the sport of cycling is essentially what he's. I'm paraphrasing, but he's that's close to the mark. Yeah, I mean, you could throw in a few colourful words to make it even more exciting. I, I actually think they his post race interview he didn't hold back in terms of saying how frustrated he was. 
Um, but it was the photos that we saw after that which saw him being almost calmed and placated by his wife as he lunged toward Magna Sheffield yeah, to yeah. have a go, not just to say, like, hey, mate, have a bit more respect, but he was fired up and the young American um, on Ineos yeah. didn't look too amused, to be honest. I, he was a little bit intimidated. Again, I think there's two sides to the story, Joel. I'm not a fan of sitting on the fence, but I do think that you, you need to be quite reasonable when you're dealing with athletes and big emotions and big moments. It, These races, are, th- this is their life. It's not it, just their paycheck. Their hopes, dreams, and not just for one year, but o- often for decades, uh-huh. goes into these moments. These big moments, And absolutely. so for them, Michael Matthews is on such great form, and yesterday was such a great stage for him. It absolutely, the chain drop, cost him this race. Yep. Not that he necessarily would have won it, but he it cost him a reasonable chance at trying to win the race. Okay. Of course, he's going to be frustrated in that moment. And he got a great uh, bike change from Jaco Alula. Uh, Matt Heyman himself jumped out of the car, gave him a bike, tried to calm him down, got him on a push. He was back underway. Um, but he does believe that Magnus Sheffield was responsible for that, the chain dropping. Mm-hmm. I, I don't personally, it's a bit, under, I understand when somebody says they're responsible for a fall. Um, but I think it just highlights that there's a bit of argy-bargy in the bunch and people are getting frustrated. Is there no respect, though? Well, it's two sides. Yeah, we, we were chatting about this before, uh, earlier. Sorry, just a quick clap for the challenge riders going past. They Keep are, it up, guys. yes. The, the cheering is for Only our Only 700 metres of climbing riders. to go. You're nearly there. Um, anyway, I, I think there's, there's two arguments. Because you were talking about this and you put it very eloquently when you're talking about younger riders. A lot of anxiety, a lot of nerves, all of that being there and, and maybe a, a tiny degree of leeway being given. At the, on the other side, you've got the old, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen argument. Where do you yeah. sit? I think it is hard for the young riders because how do you learn to ride in the World Tour without racing the World Tour? Yeah. And um, there, there will always be a place to start. And I actually think it is incumbent on the older, more experienced riders to help them through that transition i also think it's realistic for the older riders to understand that there's a lot of riders on debut and understand that it is and maybe speak to them even throughout mentor a little bit and gently like hey calm down but we're saying that sitting here on camp chairs uh, with an esky of drinks relaxed it's so different in the moment uh, when everybody's pretty fired up and there's a lot of emotion in it but I reckon when Michael Matthews calmed down, he would have had a slightly different opinion. Maybe as strong about how the riders need to have respect, but not as strong about, um, you know, that the sport's changed and there's no respect left. I, I think that was probably a post-race emotional grab. Do you think a hint of regret from, the, from that level of, of reaction? Uh, yeah, and, and look, to be honest, probably Magnus Sheffield went home and had a think about it and was probably mm. mortified mm. to think that he copped the blame, um, both from not wanting to be blamed for it, but also from thinking, gosh, I certainly wasn't my intention. Yeah. There's very few riders in the peloton now or historically that do things maliciously. Yeah. There have been some, and we have talked about them over the years that they've been very unpopular in the bunch because they're known to be dangerous. They're known to ha- not have a lot of respect. But there are very, very few of those. Okay. And for the most part, if an accident happens, 
it's because somebody's not paying enough attention. Yes, they need to pay more attention, but it's not that they've gone out there thinking at all costs, I will take this win or yeah, I will yeah, get yeah, that yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. So sure. it is it is a balance, but it just goes to show you that the hopes lie in moments. Like all of a sudden, the race turned on its head. We had race favourite Michael Matthews two minutes down a with a act. new bike. Someone who deals with expectation, yeah. deals with pressure, all of that. And we've got the scale. Oka jersey yeah. cramping um, and throwing water bottles. The race is running 30 minutes behind schedule because the headwind is so strong. Next minute, you've got a break of five riders, including two Grand Tour winners, four Grand Tour stage winners. Mm. Um, three of the five were Australian. It, it is almost inconceivable um, a decade ago to think that we would have that kind of calibre of break at the Tour Down Under heading into Victor Harbour. Mm. Just incredible. Um, so cool. We've got some cheering going on here because we've got a tandem um, coming up. Hey, here we go. Um, around these pretty steep hairpins. So people, there's a lot of people, Joel, who ahead of today's stage, they want to try it for themselves. I think it's worth doing. Yeah. It's, uh, as we said earlier, incredible scenery. These guys have stopped just for a quick break. What you what you probably are sort of getting uh, watching this, but being here, you can really feel it is an incredible degree of solidarity and support, camaraderie between everyone that's up here. It's really, really cool to yeah. see. And, and this will be, this stage, this climb in particular, will be a, a moment for the Aussie riders, young and old, yeah. uh, that sticks in their memory. And sure. when they retire and they're, they're talking about how it feels and what their favourite moments were, having Aussie fans chanting your name, holding signs, that's why we jumped on board with the Jay Vine sign, um, which is beautiful, hashtag get wrecked Jay. The Vine um, sign. Because when the wheelhouse <laughs> makes a promise, Joel, the wheelhouse keeps a promise. Yeah. Uh, so we've made that. And... Uh, you know, I think these are moments that the riders really, really cherish. It's the moments the fans cherish. Absolutely. No other sport can you do this. And uh, I hope that the fans are respectful today. And if they're running alongside the riders, they're not impeding them. Yep. Uh, you've got to be careful about that too. But I think it's just a cracking atmosphere up here. It oh, is. And by the way, Joel, uh, Merksy and I have ridden up here. We brought our jerseys up today. There's quite a few bikes sitting around here. Ah. Just quietly, I reckon somebody might uh, let you jump on their, their treadly and have a go. What do you think? Do you? Um, I, <laughs> sure. Should I, I'll take all the, the corkscrew in the back of an air-conditioned vehicle any day any of the week. Any day. Kate Bates, no, no, going to give it a try. Bought my bought my necks, ready to go. Um, let's talk, you were talking about Aussie fans enjoying yeah. watching Aussie riders do, and, and all of them friends of the wheelhouse. But what about South Australian fans watching Ooh. a local boy absolutely... Put his name oh. up there. Look, not that it hasn't been up there before. He won the whole thing in 2015. Yeah. He's had a hell of a career. But Rowan Dennis... Been there, done that. Wow. Rohan. Not bad. Not bad at all. So, yeah, look, Rowan Dennis is a South Aussie boy. Yeah. Uh, he grew up very much inspired by the Tour Down Under. So the Tour Down Under plays a very big role in his history as an individual and as an athlete. Uh, so I think it, it was so special when he did win overall here. To a degree, it, I think it would be more special moments here because he's a different rider, he's in a different team, he's achieved a lot of, along the way, mm. but he hasn't come down here expecting to be in the same form. And he gave the most beautiful candid interview uh, where he said in that break of five, um, which included Jay Vine, Mauro Schmid, uh, Simon Yates and uh, Jai Hindley, he, he was like, what am I doing here what over am I a doing climb here? Yeah, yeah. almost? And... <laughs> 
he was so he was so gritty. Yeah. Like you, his body language, he kept looking down at his legs, and I know that look from him. Yep. That's like hello. Are we, are we there? Hello, legs. And he was almost like a bobblehead dog. You know the ones that sit on the dashboard and their bodies don't move, but their heads kind of yeah, wobble I around? I love a, love a good yeah, bobblehead. That's yeah. what Rowie gets like when he's smashed. Okay. And he was a little bit like that. And, and watching it, I said to Merksy, oh, Rowan's toast. Have we got a new nickname here? Just like we got glutes, so kind of we got bobbles. Bobbles, bobbles, Ooh, I Dennis. like it. Bobbles, Dennis. I think we may. And uh, so bobbles, I, I said to Merksy, oh, I think he's toast. He's done. Yeah. But what he did at the end to win the stage was a hundred percent about expertise, timing, strategy, yeah. experience, and just grit. So that's more than what's, so what what you've got left in the legs when you're oh, attacking twenty yeah. k's out, and then you're pulling that. So close. That's yeah. about. That's between the ears as well. Yeah, and it's funny because in his post-race interview, naturally they were like, "Corkscrew tomorrow, you know, defend the ochre." And he almost laughed. He was like, "Well, we'll <laughs> see." And then further to that, an interview he gave after that, he said he has no expectation yep. that he'll be able to get to the top with the likes of Jay Vine. He does, however, hope that he can suffer enough up here that he can get back on, a la Grace Brown by the finish. Wow. And so I think that's a really interesting attitude where, and very realistic. Yeah. He's not saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, this is my expectation. These are my strengths. And I love that, the honesty. And that's why the, the fans love him. It's an interesting contrast. We've been talking about Bling, Matthews, and the the passion that has resulted in some frustration and all that, whereas or Rohan, or Bobbles, as we're now calling him, has shown a yes. real... You know what? I'm I'm nonchalant. I'm I'm here. I'm invested, of course, saying, but it's all good, baby. Like what happens, yeah. happens, and you know I'll take a stage or two, sure. But as far <laughs> as my overall expectations, I'm just it's just good to be here and riding with what is an absolutely cracking Aussie lineup and international yes. lineup. Well, and speaking of fan favourites, we saw uh, Caleb Ewan win the other day yep. in the Schwalbe. The Schwalbe, yep. And it was great to see him win in the green and gold because it's so rare that we get to see him in the green and gold jersey, let alone winning. Don't mention uh, Wollongong. He's not, he's not going to like today. Um, <laughs> hot tip, uh, corkscrew will not be his favourite This day. will be his, like, Cav Pyrenees. This is his version of yeah, that, basically. Yeah, look, yeah, I, okay. I reckon there'll be a bit of a bus at the back of the bunch where okay. they're like, let's just survive over this, fellas. <laughs> Sure. Um, now, the sprinter that won on stage one into Tananda, Phil Bauhaus. Yes. Um, I just love the name Bauhaus because it's a hardware store uh, in Australia and in Germany. <laughs> and it actually translates to House of Architecture. And I just okay. think that's beautiful. Okay. So House he, of Architecture. It does. Yeah, so it yeah. sounds like powerhouse. He designed it. He designed a win. He designed yeah. that win. Yeah. Can we go I with like that? I like that a lot. You know what? No, yeah. no, nothing to, to sniff at. No, After and an he absence, stacked coming back it, like that. got back on, and, and went on to victory. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of personalities and a lot of stories this week. We sure have. And a very big shout out to um, South Australian Tourism, who've been looking after us very well, because... Uh, Merksy and I have had all sorts of treats. We've been down here with Zwift. We've had a day in the Zwift van, um, which was sensational. The VIP van. Um, we realised VIP when we turned around and it was just Merksy and I. Um, of course, being of course. around I, in the I, camper. I'd love to give you guys a shout out because honestly, watching again from fresh. my banana lounge in Malaysia. Mm, Malaysia, not Thailand. Not Thailand. Uh, mm. It's been so good to see the Wheelhouse podcast oh, doing its thing There's down just here. so much going on down here. After... Uh, this we're heading to um, the Grow Getters Group 
launch here uh, because Passe is, of course, the clothing sponsor of Team UAE. Yes. Um, and Javine. Now, our kit, our beautiful kit, um, is made by Champion System, which is in the same family as Passe yep. and Grow Get It's Group. And hot, hot news, Joel, we've got a store. We have a I don't know what? if I've even told you this. It's so hot off the press. Hello. We stop have a the kit press. store. Um, so we're going to put it up on socials. Uh, get on there. Oh, stop I everything. Know. The what? watermelon coloured. I mean, you're rocking so the watermelon colours. So we have this chat before we here. start recording. We go through all the important things that we're going to talk about in the podcast, and this somehow escapes mention. There's a lot on, Joel. There's a bit happening. There's a little bit happening, but we are <laughs> we are very excited. So How exciting. Uh, and I'm very excited that we may get to chat to Javine this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, he may drop down to that function as well. There's a Zwift party going on. Um it's all happening. It is all happening. And the challenge tour that has been happening today, um, up the corkscrew, we're starting to hear the back end of that. So some vehicles are coming up from the race. We've got some police vehicles coming up, making sure all of the riders get up here safely. They need to clear the road, Joel, because yeah. for the team convoy, um, we've got the ambulances going past us right now. It is all happening it's here the on the corkscrew. It's the front of the race. Uh, and... This is the beginning of the men's race. This is it. So this we're about it. to witness the. Are you oh kidding me? This is Joel. just. Limber I can't handle up it. Because cannot handle it. This is amazing. Yes. It is all happening here on the corkscrew. The wheelhouse podcast coming to you uh, from from a. I reckon a pretty. I've been a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie because this is a bit of a downhill. There's riders coming by. You can hear them sort of. They're smashing past us. Yes. I'm like, Jesus, can you go a little bit further into the other lane? But no, other yes. than that. What a spot. No, it's um, been a special week. You and also today love, is a special day. Uh, getting out to your cafes. I have to ask you, yes. uh, best price oh. Avo toast you've had for the week. Haven't had Avo toast. You haven't had Avo toast. No, because I've been on a bit of a tart mission. <laughs> um, <there laughs> That the could, Grand Detard. That sounds, yes, without context, that sounds like an interesting line. Uh, no, Joel, a couple of years ago, um, my sister and I were on bikes here and we rode down to Semaphore to a place called Swedish Tarts. Mm -hmm. So my mission yesterday was to take Merxy to Swedish Tarts. Via the corkscrew? To, no, no, that, oh, was, that was a, a day few before. days okay. before. There were no tarts on the corkscrew. Well, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> except me, I guess. Uh, and no, and we went out there and gluten-free because Merxy's a celiac. And so we are on the hunt for the best gluten-free tart nice. in Adelaide. And I think we found it down you at did Semaphore. It? Yep. Swedish Reasonably tarts. priced? Reasonably priced, yeah, yeah like five and a half bucks or something. Five and a half yeah. bucks. I've never heard someone. We're say moving five on from the bucks. avocado toast to okay. the Swedish tart. Well, especially when we found one that cost twenty five dollars. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyway, that's okay. But this is one of those um, moments where we're going to get wound up for waffling about <laughs> Swedish tarts. But it's. Uh, it is, I think we're just both high on life and very thrilled we to are. be here. The, the action isn't too far away here on the corkscrew. The tour down under the wheelhouse podcast coming to you. From a, I'm going to say a pretty excellent vantage point, about 750 metres from the top of this oh, withering climb. And I want to wish yes. all the riders the very best. I'll be watching it from the comfort of a camping chair with an esky. Kate Bates, always a pleasure. It's good to be back for 23. Yes. Well, we've got to give some tips. Um, who's going to be the most corkscrewed up here? Um, oh, can we go past Jay Vine? I'm not. No. I can't. I just think... I, I was about to say save your best, but no, he's, every day is his best. It's forgetting how well he went into Victor Harbour. He picked this stage way back in December. Yeah. 
um, that he was targeting. He's my man. In the bunker, he sat there and said it would be so special for him to win here. So it wasn't even about the overall. It was just this stage in particular. Um, Jay and Jai. Jay and Jai Jay and Jai. JJ, I think he's already got the JJ mountain goat, for the finished uh, So you're seeing Rohan's sort of glory, just he's had his moment? Is that, is that what you're getting Oh, look, you're I reckon at? he'll battle up here and he might fight back on, but I, I still reckon Jay and Jai. Jay and, and Jai. Uh, and Bobbles for the Grit Award. I was... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay, he's, he's done it before. He'll do it again. Every day's a moment for that guy. He's, yep. already, got the, he's already got the jersey. He can climb. Let's, let's, nickname has just come to me. Jay the Mountain Goat Vine. Oh, I go. like it. Well, and I do, I can confirm I brought my... Um, text is up. Yes. I've got a spare piece of paper. I'm going to make a sign for Bobbles. Yep. I love so it. And we'll I, have a J-Vine sign and a Bobbles sign. Well, let's enjoy the race. Uh, let's enjoy... Oh, actually, before we go, quick GC tip, uh, Kate. Let's let's get it from you. J-Vine. Still J? <laughs> Still I, I'm J. not moving from J-Vine. Merck's well, just like, say someone. No, J-Vine. No, on our way. social media, there is a video where people put in their predictions for the men's race, including... Yep. Stuart O'Grady, the race director. Um, Jason Phillips from SRAM, he said Rohan, Rowan Dennis. Now, he, he accosted uh, Merksy and I yesterday at the traffic lights to say, told you so. I said, watch this space, <laughs> Jay Vine tomorrow. Not over uh, yet. So, yeah, there's a, there's a bit on the line in terms of pride for tips. A bit on the line for Vine, you reckon? A bit on the line for Vine. Vine goes on See the line. Go. <laughs> I'm going to stick with it, though, because I just think not only great bloke, but incredible athlete and continues to prove, continues to raise the benchmark. Yeah, well, we better get going, Joel, because you need to limber up. You will be running alongside Jay Vine with the sign. Yeah, can't um, wait. Looking forward to it. It's been an absolute treat, Kate yes, Bates. And, uh, and yes. thank you, Champion System, for keeping my head yes. nice and shady with this beautiful riding cap that I won't be using to ride up the corkscrew, but will be walking around at a leisurely pace with all day. It's an absolute treat to be here. Thanks, Kate. Yes, thank you, Joel. And again to our sponsors who've made this possible because Wift, um, Grow Getters Group, Champion System, to say amazing, um, and the incredible Mercy behind the camera because yeah. I haven't been able to do it um, myself this week, and the crew from River City Studios who produce all of this magic. Um, they hold up their end even if we don't, Joel. We'd be we do uh, up the corkscrew without a pedal if we, we didn't have Mercy. There you go, I you like can that. use that Boom. one. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Enjoy the rest <laughs> of the Tour Down Under. This is a Wheelhouse podcast. Ciao. This special episode on the Corkscrew Climb at the Tour Down Under is brought to you by the legends at Swift plus the Grow Getters Group Champion System and Per Se.